Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm broadcasting from Blacksburg, Virginia, ahead of tomorrow's Miami-Virginia Tech game, part of our fall football tour, which is brought to you by Granger. For safety and industrial supplies, Granger's got your back. Visit Granger.com. We'll talk some NFL football with Prince Amakamura. Uh, Prince, of course, plays Chicago Bears, previously with the New York Giants. John Middlecoff will join us, uh, former scout in the NFL, the host of the Three and Out podcast. Rob Riggle will be our guest. Dude, what, what, do we just load up with get back end? 
I just ask questions. Rob Riggle's going to be our guest. Daniel Jeremiah's our guest. Joel Klatt's our guest. And we got my picks, which have been fantastic in college football. NFL picks are fine. College football picks have been amazing. Simply amazing. Uh, no blood last night, right? Because it was a three-point spread. Is that correct? I had, I, I do believe I had the Packers straight up, to be honest with you. I had the Packers straight up. And so I lost. Um, somebody else had the Packers. I think it was Ramos may have had the Packers. Oh, no, it was music. You had the Packers. But you had the Packers, but there was no blood because you did not say Packers straight up. You just said Packers to cover. So I got your back there, music. Everybody else, even, you'd only lose the VIG. I lost it all because I put Packers straight up. But it's not out of frustration that I, I go on this rant. It's, it's not. And it's with full admittance that Ty Montgomery simply takes a knee in the end zone, the Packers are in a different place. If you, know, you look at a couple of fumbles, two straight weeks of untimely fumbles, and they had Mason Crosby issues in one of their games, and they got a tie game against Minnesota. Like You go all these things together. And right now the Packers are looking like a payoff, a playoff pretender, not a playoff contender. And one that might get the head coach fired. And it's not that the Packers decided to not go for it on fourth and two last night. It honestly is not. And you're like, no, that that's exactly why. No, no, no. It's honestly that has not, that that is not really the reason that head coaching matters. But it does matter because of the answer that Mike McCarthy gave to us. See, Mike McCarthy said that the numbers told him, and you know, they went by the numbers. That's by the numbers. Well, that's what the math says. And yet all the numbers guys are like, yeah, I, I, we didn't come up with that one at all. <laughs> right? Like, no, that's not really actually even close to being accurate. And if you wanted to say that Seattle had already uh, had already punted twice in the second half, okay. They had scored in their previous drive, a seven-play, 75-yard drive to take the lead. And if you wanted to say that the Green Bay Packers had only managed eight yards and that not getting a first down at your own 33-yard line was sure, sure, uh, sure death, right? Because now all of a sudden Seattle's already in field goal range and, you know, it's not even best or worst case scenario. A reasonable scenario is they hold the ball for a couple minutes and then they kick a field goal and you're down six, you got to score a touchdown. That's not a terrible scenario. But if you want to sit there and say, hey, look, we hadn't even moved it yet. We had only scored a field goal in the second half. We didn't feel great about how our offense was playing. And we felt pretty good about our defense's ability to get one stop against the Seahawks. This is just a gut feel thing. This is just me challenging my defense to get a stop, to get the ball back to Aaron Rodgers. If you wanted to go with that, I could go with that. If you wanted to say that the numbers were based upon being at your own 33-yard line, field position-wise, didn't seem like a wise move. But when you say the numbers, you're talking about football analytics. Oh, the numbers. Like, no one's going to check the numbers. 
Yeah, we're going to check your work. Reminds me of like math class. And you just like all of a sudden the kid goes from having D's and F's to getting an A. Like, yeah, we're going to do more than just run the Scantron. We're going right, we're gonna, to we're gonna see how you came upon the magic pencil. That, that, that's the thing that sets off alarms with the testing, uh, with the testing folks for the SAT. I don't know if you guys remember this. Like Derek Rose famously took his SAT in Detroit, even though he's from Chicago. Couldn't pass the SAT. You know, you, you couldn't pa- take the SAT in your hometown. Lamar Odom didn't pass the SAT in New York. Then all of a sudden he flies out to Linwood High School in L.A. and magically passes the SAT. Right. Yeah, we're going to we're going to check that one. We're going to have you take the test again. We're going to kind of figure this thing out. It, it's Mike McCarthy telling us the numbers told him that's almost like saying uh, just handing somebody a resume and pretending that they're going to sk- skim over it. And you saying you went to Harvard and we're not going to make a call. All we got to do is make one call. Yeah, nobody named Gottlieb went to Harvard. Well, or somebody would name Har- Gottlieb went to Harvard, but not that Doug Gottlieb went to Harvard. It's not one little thing. It's the whole thing. It just is. And is it unfair? Probably. I mean, he told, he told Ty Montgomery, they told Ty Montgomery, under no uncertain circumstances, do you want to bring the ball out of the end zone? He did. He fumbled. And they had pulled Ty Montgomery from the previous series after missing a block that ended up in a sack. They like Aaron Jones, and they've given Aaron Jones the football more here late in the season. But it's not like it's Mike Mike McCarthy's fault that Aaron Jones fumbled in their last game. But he did. It's not like it's Mike McCarthy's fault that a reliable field goal kicker who's been able to kick in terrible weather, torrential rains, and wins as well. Mason Crosby suddenly has a bad day, but he did. And it's not his fault that the defense can't get one stop or that the offense could only get eight yards and was on their own side of the football for the 33-yard line. But there just doesn't seem to be a great deal of belief. There just doesn't seem to be a cohesive, coach said it, let's do it. It doesn't feel like it's a marriage that's meant to last. And that's okay. Not every marriage is meant to last. Not every marriage. Maybe the best analogy really for this thing is Mike McCarthy came home late last night and he was like, yeah, you know, I was, I was at, I was at Wild Wings. You were? Huh. That's funny. Because I was at Wild Wings and you weren't there. Like, like nobody's going to check. He leaves credit card receipts all around the place and it does not say Wild Wings. Like, these are things that are not hard to check up on. Saying the numbers told you to punt when it's third and two, fourth and two and you have arguably the best quarterback in the sport and, for my money, the most talented quarterback who's ever played the sport who can not only get the first down with his arm, can get it with his uh, snap count with a hard count, and can get it with his legs as well. And three ways in which you can pick up two yards with mostly only Aaron Rodgers. Maybe get, uh, get a little help from Devontae Adams. And yet he chose to punt. And I, I've sat here and defended conservative-natured coaches in the past. I have. 
that sometimes you, you have the feeling, but I what I can't defend is this numbers. What numbers, Mike? What numbers? Because all the numbers guys are like, yeah, that's not actually the way it works. And it feels like a guy who the NFL and the use of analytics and the idea of how to smartly use different times in the game, different yard, different down and distances to their advantage. And he hasn't been able to be one step ahead of it. Instead, he's one step behind and he's claiming numbers support something that they absolutely don't support. I mean, I thought we were going to have Aaron Rodgers score a touchdown and then have Russell Wilson running around trying to make a play, trying to get a last-second touchdown, much like we had last weekend at home against the Chargers and what we'd likely get in most weekends at home for the Seahawks. That's like how every Seahawk game ends. Instead, Chris Carson gets a first down, and that was that. Don't tell me the numbers support something that it's not hard for us to do the math and they don't support. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's welcome in a guy who plays defensive back for the Chicago Bears. First place Chicago Bears. Prince of Mukamara joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. If you haven't been following this story outside of Chicago, Cody Parkey's uh, had a great year last year kicking for the Dolphins. He was a big signing for them, and uh, he did miss a kick that could have beaten the Dolphins. Other than that, was having a good year. Had a terrible day on Sunday, and then, Prince, have you seen I'm sure you know of this. He was kicking at Soldier Field at night one night, and they had local helicopters circling around. You ever seen anything like this before? No. No, I have not. No, I have not, but I mean, it makes sense. Um, the Soldier Field is a, is a um, I mean, it's a difficult field to uh to kick in and um i mean it's windy and um and yeah so just to just to train there and get those reps i'm sure it's important for him yeah no it is yeah no it's it's a it's a completely different there have been guys before that that have complained about the footing what's it like for you to play there in your home games i love it i mean i think it's uh i think it's an advantage to us if, if guys are complaining but um, I don't have no problem with it, and um, it's definitely a home field advantage. Prince Mugamara joined us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. There's there's so much talk about Khalil and the guys up front. What's your sense of, and you know, he missed a couple games. You guys performed well without him when he's back. We saw what he did to Detroit and what he's done to other people. What's this defense like to be a part of? Man, it's just... I mean, I don't know where to start. It's, I mean, it's, it's definitely an, an exciting time. I mean, we, we finished top 10 last year in defense, and we knew um, we wanted to take that extra that extra step uh, this year. And then, I mean, but then with the addition of, of Khalil, that, that extra step looked a little bit more um, promising. And, um, and, yeah, Khalil came back last week. I think he, I think he had a two-piece. I think he had two sacks. And um, he's just picking up from where he, he left off. And I keep telling everybody, he really – just makes everybody that much that much better just because he requires so much attention um on the on the line and he's getting triple team double team so it opens up uh for everybody else uh, on the other hand is there ever a sense like look it that's this is a de- team that had a successful defense last year granted different coaching staff with John Fox and 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 and, and perform well without him how how do you guys how do you guys not have any jealousy over the attention 
And not just the money, but the attention that Khalil gets. <laughs> the money. Um, like I said, I, I, I think one thing is is that like we genuinely like love each other as teammates. Like we hang out during the week, um, and and I think that helps us um, even become closer together on on Sundays or whenever we play. But I think another thing is is that everybody is eating. Everybody is um is is making plays on the ball like everybody in our secondary i i think has 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 a pick uh and then and then i think almost everybody on the line has a sack so everybody's play is is getting is getting elevated so um and and the playmaking ability is just has just been contagious so um we know that um it's a it's a team effort and we're just a group of guys who doesn't care who gets the credit like we like you said in the beginning like we're first team we're the we're first place um, in the division, and I think that's what we really care about. We just want to win. All right, when you see the Packers lose last night, what what's the emotions that go through your body? <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, uh, the gosh, I don't even know what to say. I mean, Green Bay. I mean, just tell me, just tell me how you feel. Like, like, are, are you you sitting there? You want them to lose so that they quit, or do you want them to win so it's more competitive? Like, how honestly do you feel when you watch a team? That you're still going to have to play again at, on, at Soldier Field, a team you guys were up seventeen nothing against the first week of the season. When you see them lose, what's what's how's it make you feel? I mean, anytime. I mean, anytime any of our opponents can get uh, can get beat in the, in the division. I mean, it's always it's always great. And um, but um, I mean, we we know what happened uh, the first week, and I mean, we're excited to to play them when 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 that day comes. But um, yeah, watching the game against Seattle. Um, yeah, I was I was excited for Seattle to to win. Of course, uh, this is your first chance to see the Vikings this year. First chance to see Kirk Cousins this year. I know you've seen him in the past. You get two games against the Vikings. Uh, Prince Mukamara joining us in the Doug Gottlieb show. Of course, you had a pick last week. Um, and as good as Cousins is, he'll throw one or two a game. You were like, what 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 happened there? When, when you when you watch Cousins play, when you watch this offense, what do you see? Man, I see an offense that's that's dynamic, and I mean they love to get the, they love to get the ball to their playmakers, and we know that uh, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs are their guys, and they're going to try to put them in different spots to uh, to get them the ball. And um, Kirk Kirk is very very accurate, and um, he's the leader of of that team, and um, he's he's going to try to try to get them going. So we know, especially as a defensive backfield, we're going to have our our work cut out for us trying to uh, guard those guys. Uh, what about what? What's the secret to Thielen? Like, how does how has this guy gone from being undrafted? I mean, he's like an NFL walk on to being right. one of the top wide receivers in the game. What's when you watch him? What's the secret to him? Man, um, he's just he's he's just consistent, and and greatness is when you do um, when you're consistent, like as much as much as you can be. And he's just been uh, consistent, catching the ball, making plays, running great routes. And um, and he's not and he's not backing down. And a lot of great a lot of great DBs has uh, has been guarding him, and he's and he's been um, he's been excelling. He's, he's been making plays. So so yeah, I don't think he could be denied that he's not playing like one of the best uh, wide receivers in the game because he clearly is. I don't know how many people have followed the the Bears. Um, the first team to take advantage of the NFL's social injustice. Social Justice uh, Initiative and donate two hundred fifty thousand plus 
40 players on the roster. Remember, there's only 53 active, but 40, 40 players have joined in to jo- donate $291,600 collectively. Who, who, who is it you? Who's been the guy who spearheaded this thing? Because you know how it works when everybody says, I'll donate money, I'll donate money, but you right. need somebody to really get guys like, no, dude, you got to put the money in now. We got to get this thing done. Who's been the guy? Yeah, so I would say a couple of guys. I would say the first thing that comes to my head is, is Sam Acho. And um, so Sam Acho, Mitch Trubisky, Akeem, those are the guys who are like, hey, like, let's, like, like, like let let's be proactive. Let, like let's let's actually do something and stuff like that. Because it all started when the um, you know like we all decided what we were gonna do for the for the anthem and and guys said all right let's not let's just not show that we're united by linking arms. Like let let's actually um, be proactive. And then guys are saying hey, there's this social ju- justice fund and let's let's be the first team uh, to do it. And um, guys just. We just group group together and we got it done. It's pretty amazing. Of course, the Bears are going to match the total donation of three hundred eleven thousand dollars, along with additional matching grants from Bears Care and the NFL Foundation. Great stuff you're doing. Hey, listen, continued success and health to you and everyone around you. We really appreciate you, appreciate you joining us. Good luck against the Vikings. No problem. Thanks for having me. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, three p.m. Pacific. All right, last night uh, the Warriors played the Rockets. It did not go well. Did not go well for the Warriors. They got blown out by the Rockets. KD looked um, He looked okay. He had 20. He didn't make a shot. I mean, part of what people are missing, and, and I've, heard, I've heard many of my media brethren say, like, well, see, this just shows Steph Curry's more important to this team. He's better than Kevin Durant. Like, no, he's not. Steph Curry has moments where he's better and moments where he's worse. He's not as consistently as spectacular, and he's not. he doesn't affect the game nearly as much at both ends of the floor as Kevin Durant is. And I think Steph Curry's amazing. He's been a two-time MVP, including um, a unanimous MVP. But what we, we have to realize is the Warriors, Warriors, by the way, are without two starters. Like, what? Like, yeah, DeMarcus Cousins is going to start for them, and Steph Curry's going to come back. They got two-fifths of their starters. And part of what's happened since their first championship when they had a very deep and solid bench and kind of perfect pieces that got together is they had to dismantle that bench, one, because of age and uh, some evolution, two, because some guys got paid salary-wise, and three, in order to go get Kevin Durant. This is. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm sorry. I look and I, I say to myself, dude, this is really, really, really simple, really simple. That, that, as much as Durant and his inability to be decisive as to what he's doing or just leave open the possibility of leaving Golden State has allowed all of us to have the conversation. Let's not get it twisted. Draymond Green is the problem. Like Draymond somehow has become this heroic character because he's called out Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant's manhood and Kevin Durant's like, hey, don't ask me this question anymore. Like, I, I don't blame him. Personal relationship, I answered as much as I'm going to answer. And, oh, yeah, by the way, 
this was about Draymond, and Draymond answered for the last time. He even said he didn't take questions. I got people today are Stephen A. Smith coming after Kevin Durant for saying, "Hey, don't ask me about that anymore." Draymond Green said, "Don't ask me about this. I'm not taking any questions. Here's what I'm going to say. It's all I'm going to say about it. End of story." That was yesterday, and then after the game, they want to ask him, ask Kevin KD about it. It's like I, we just said we're not talking about it anymore, and then you said, "Hey, can you talk about it?" But this is what uh, Yahoo Insider Chris Haynes had, had said. The response. This is what happened. This is what caused Draymond to get suspended. Get the F out of here. Watch us figure this blank out. Green reportedly called Durant the B word the entire time. Then Green blurted out to Durant something along the lines of, we don't need you. We won without you. Leave. Draymond Green is Denzel Washington. And you're like, okay, that's you have my attention, Gottlieb. Which version of Denzel Washington is he? Is he Fallen, Denzel Washington? Do you like the movie? I love the movie Fallen. I feel like that, Rama, that's an underrated movie. Freaky, scary, but really, really good. Right? There's the version of him, Glory. Oh, he's great in Glory. No, no. Draymond is Denzel in Training Day. Remember Alonzo, the badass cop, was really on the take and then leaves Ethan Hawke uh, in the hood where he was nearly murdered? Remember that? You remember at the end of the movie where where Alonzo, that's Denzel Washington's character, thinks that all these guys in the hood have his back? All of them take care of my business. You're nothing without me. I run this place. I run this hood. I re- and, and they tell Ethan Hawke's character, go ahead, get lost. We got this. Do you remember that? That's what it is. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Let's bring in Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network and also covers the L.A. Chargers on radio. DJ, um, let's, let's start with Aaron Rodgers. How much of what went wrong last night is his fault? How much of it is Mike McCarthy's fault? Well, I would probably put more of it on McCarthy just just for the uh, just for the way the offense is geared and the way the offense is set up. But I I don't think that Rodgers is blameless as some would believe. Uh, he ran himself into several sacks in that game. Just get rid of the ball, man. Uh, that that's something that frustrates me a little bit when I watch him. And he missed some guys too. There's some vision things, uh, some things that he missed. So uh, he wasn't playing at his highest level. But if you're going to place more of the blame, I, to me, if you're going to put a percentage on it, I would put it. Uh, Probably seventy percent on coaching and thirty percent on Rodgers. But you know what? If you don't agree with that, we can fight. You know. Yeah, we, we can we can totally fight, but only in person, not in studio. We'll, we'll talk trash, you know, behind microphones and be be a lot tougher that way. I do think one of the missed stories because we're so ingrained to talk about Rodgers and McCarthy. I kind of think Pete Carroll's done an amazing job this year, right? Like yeah. they were in those Rams games, right? They, there's been they, they there haven't been. They were in the Chargers. I know the Chargers, you called it, and they left seven points on the field with their kicking game, but they did have Russell Wilson with the ball, a chance to tie it up, a ball that was deflected late. Like Considering all of the departures, the dysfunction within the offensive line last year, Rashad Penny taking half a season to come around, um, all the massive injuries that they've, they've suffered. Heck, you know, Doug Baldwin was hurt in the preseason. Like, they've done a really nice job in Seattle, and they're not terrible. No, they're not terrible at all, and it's interesting the way they're doing it. Um, 
you know, look, they're just saying we're going to run, 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 run. They know their offensive line cannot pass protect. So instead of beating your head against the wall um, and wishing and hoping for something that can't happen, they're just running it, and all their play, their play action game is is what Russell Wilson does best. So he's not having to throw it a ton, but he's being efficient, hitting some big plays down the field off that play action. Defensively, you know, they primarily they rush four guys, they play coverage, they try and keep the ball in front of you, and uh, you saw that pass rush get home. But trying to limit the big plays down the field and uh, and then run the football, it's kind of an old school approach. I, I don't, you know, look if they were somehow get into the playoffs, I don't think that they would be as dangerous as they were. Uh, back in the day, but what they're getting out of what they have is, I think it's one of Pete Carroll's best coaching jobs. I don't think there's any question about it. I, I agree with you. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's let's bounce around the NFL a little bit. Does feel does feel like the Cowboys have a shot, right? Falcons are mm-hmm. all beat up. They got no defense. Then the Skins come in next week, and the Skins are all banged up defensively. I'm not not a big buyer into them. Like feels like the Cowboys. This is their. Uh, the golf expression is moving day on on Saturdays. Feels like Sunday's moving day. Either they're going home or they got a shot at this thing. Agree or disagree? No, I agree with you. I think both Dallas and Philadelphia still have a shot. And when you look at the the schedules, I mean, I know uh, you know Philadelphia's got a, a, a tough one this week. I think they'll lose to the Saints. I think they'll lose to the Rams. But uh, the magic number is nine. Somehow get to nine wins, uh, which would mean Philadelphia would have to run the table in their other games. Dallas, their schedule's a little bit more favorable. Uh, and Washington's schedule is brutal. I mean, I, th- I could definitely see Washington lose their next three games, starting with the Texans this week, uh, just because of the injuries they have along the offensive line. So uh, I-, I think it's just going to be whoever can get to, to that nine-win mark. And the Cowboys, if they-, if they use the formula they used last week, which, again, it was their defense just flying around, generate a turnover or two, uh, and then run the ball short in the game, they've, uh, they've got a chance, no question. Um, let's get to the Philadelphia Eagles. How can they be fixed? Well, you know, it's it's interesting. They're, they'll uh, Tim, Timmy Jernigan coming back eventually. I think will help them a little bit at, at the line of scrimmage. Um, but you know, they've had so many injuries on the offensive line and the secondary, which was on the outside, uh, you know, wasn't playing well before injury, and now you add injury on top of that, and you look at who they have to play. I mean, like I said, I I kind of pencil in the two losses with the Saints and the Rams. Uh, that means they have to be clean. That means they have to run the table on the remainder of their games to get to that nine win mark. So. Uh, that's a that's a tough uh, that's a tough hurdle for them, and they've uh, you know they've got they've got some issues they need to address in the offseason. They've got some age there at left tackle with uh, with Peters. I think that might be it for him, um, and they need to get better at corner. They're just not good enough out there. There's too much space. Okay, let's get to the Saints. Are they in fact the best team in football? I think so. You know, I think so. I think when you look at what they did, you know, what they've done going toe to toe with some good teams. Um, you know, look, I, do are they perfect? No. Uh, I think with Armstead out and now, you know, with Davenport out for a little bit here, their defensive end, that hurts them along the line of scrimmage. I, I just think the team is built to win inside that dome, and uh, and they've handled their business and won some key road games. It looks like they could be headed towards being in that dome for, for the playoffs, and I, I don't see anybody going there and beating them in the playoffs if, if they have home field advantage. Mm. Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network. Move the Sticks is, is the podcast. Uh uh, there's a, a local reporter who tracked every one of Tom Brady's passes last week, and it wasn't a good report. It wasn't like he was Tebow in it, but for for Tom Brady, it was it was kind of Tebow like in terms of his misses, lack of lack of arm strength. Uh, how long has this been going? Is this is just just a one weekend thing, or has this been going on for a while? It's tricky because in that game, when you go back and watch it, a lot of his misses, Doug. He's he's uh, he's protecting himself. 
So he's turning his shoulder and just trying to brace for a hit, and he's sacrificing a completion in the process. So when, they, when they've heated him up, he's protecting himself. Now, is that something that's, uh, you know, that's, that's going to be an issue for him going forward? That's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is he knows his true value to this team, and if they, if they lose a regular season game in the process and he protects himself, then that's probably the smart way to go about doing it. Um, but that is definitely something to keep an eye on because he had a choice. I mean, he had a choice to, to expose his chest and get completions or tuck his shoulder and protect himself and throw the ball away and, and, uh, and miss, I should say, not throw it away. And uh, he chose to protect himself. So that's just something to keep an eye on. That was not something I've seen a lot of this year, but it was definitely the case in that Tennessee game. Uh, give me your uh, perspective on Mitch Trubisky. Obviously, the defense getting Khalil Mack is is dynamic. They're facing off of the Vikings, a pretty good defense, uh, when healthy in its own right. Uh, Trubisky has some warts in terms of accuracy. Uh, he is a really, really good ac- athlete, but they've played a very, very soft schedule. How good is Trubisky? Well, I think he's playing well. Now, I think there's a lot of things that go into that. I think when you look at the design that they've had, um, is a big part of it. And I think you look at they've got guys that can win one on one now. Um, so he's finding one on ones, and uh, and and he's he's got guys that are winning. Allen Robinson went off last week. Uh, Anthony Miller is a good route runner who generates some space. Um, he's got those backs. You know, Tariq Cohen coming out of the backfield is somebody that can create space. So, uh, you know. At, the way the NFL's played right now, Doug, I, I just feel like you watch teams that are doing well, they find a way to create space. And they do that with play calling, but they also do that with guys that are sudden and guys that can separate. And you see some teams that are struggling, usually uh, you can place the blame in, in both those areas. So he's playing well, but I think a lot of it has to do with what they've done around him. That's the voice of Daniel Jeremiah, uh, who covers the L.A. Chargers. I want to ask you about the Chargers. Looks like they're going to get Joey Bosa back, whether it's this weekend or next weekend. That changes them for the better. On the other hand, they lose Perriman, their starting middle linebacker, when last year, when they didn't have him at the start of the year, they were awful. So uh, are they are they better or worse with, with Bosa but without Perriman? Yeah, they're going to be better, um, you know, just because Bosa is such a – he's such a game-changing talent, even if you have him for – third downs for a couple weeks um, and he's just getting you 12 to 15 snaps he just he creates so much value because it's going to free up melvin ingram one-on-one i'll take melvin ingram over everybody he's going to see so uh that's going to loosen him up and then with the injury at the linebacker position like Perman's, he's played really well and they relied on him so much but i think now they've have they have better depth and better talent up front in front of him and they've done a nice job. I give Gus Bradley credit. They're just playing dime. Uh, he's realized that Adrian Phillips at 210 pounds is a better option than, than playing, uh, you know, you got Hayes Pollard, who's 235 pounds. So it's been, uh, you know, Pollard will play a little bit, uh, but they've just gone with a better player. Instead of saying, you know what, this guy's got an LB next to his name, this guy's got a safety next to his name, let's just get our best guys on the field. And I'd much rather have a, a linebacker, basically is what he's playing, and Phillips, who can run and cover all day long, and might you know maybe you give up a seven eight yard run here or there as opposed to a linebacker who struggles to cover you get you get uncovered real real quick and you get exposed if that happens. You uh, you used to work in Baltimore in the front office there. What's your sense of what they do this weekend with Flacco banged up? I think it'll be an audition for uh, for Lamar Jackson. Uh, I really do. I'll be sh- I'll be shocked if it's RG three. Um, it, it just you know, this is a, it's a situation where John Harbaugh knows he needs to make the playoffs, and if he doesn't make the playoffs, he better at least have generate some excitement. And um, you know, we'll see if that can work with Lamar Jackson. I'm uh, I'm anxious to just see what what the offense looks like with him. Um, but I, I thought he would get an audition at some point in time this year, and I would imagine if he if he does. Play
play well in this game, uh, I don't know that Joe Flacco would get his job back. Now, that's a big if. We'll have to wait and see. But I think uh, I think we'll get a look at him this week. Awesome stuff. DJ, uh, by the way, I will be in the booth next to you guys next weekend. So I'll oh, be doing nice. the radio. Yeah. So um, How was it? How did it go? Give me I know you probably are talking about give me the cliff notes. How did it go with Baldy last week? Oh, Baldy was great. I mean Baldy was so good. Um I was I, I thought I got progressively better. I've listened to some of it and I I walked away thinking I was really bad. Um yeah. I don't know how you thought after your first game doing your first game on radio. I just I don't know. I felt I was so, it was such a foreign feeling, and um, I, I I I walked away thinking I got better, but I wasn't that good. And then, but I said, if I get another shot, I know exactly what I need to do and how I can do it. And um, and then I listened to it, and I was like, you know what? It wasn't wasn't that bad. It's I can still make improvement. Thank you. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was bad. Like I was like, man, I don't want to even listen to it. And then I did Petros and Money. Um, earlier in the week, and they played some of it, and I was like, "That's not bad. That's actually decent." Yeah. And I had a friend who listened. And was like, "No, it was it was good." And I was like, "No way, it was not good." So, uh, but Baldy's the best. I mean, he knows everybody. Yeah, he's awesome. He knows everybody. He knows that what's coming before it's coming. He does his homework. He's great to work with. There's, I mean, it was amazing. So we'll be there a week from Sunday with Arizona taking on um, the Chargers. We'll be at StubHub. I love it, man. Well, the uh, I'll tell you what the uh, the press box meal is on me, buddy. Uh, there you go. Thank you. I actually like the little food trucks they have for people who haven't been to a Charger game. They actually have food trucks inside the stadium. I don't know if they normally have those there for when soccer's there because I've never been to soccer. But it's actually kind of a cool thing that they have uh, for for the Chargers when they play at StubHub. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. See you, bud. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury: the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio discover more shows and movies for free this is Tracy V Wilson from stuff you missed in history class the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car 
Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Traveling for college hoops this year? Pro tip, stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30 plus hotels in the best college towns and get this, you can save up to 30% off with the code Doug. That's my name, Doug. Good at any graduate hotel location, anytime up to 30% off. So, here's what you do. Book your stays at graduatehotels.com That's graduatehotels.com 